You're listening to the BCHL Podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL. Into the goal, he scores! He scores! And they just win by four! Driving to the net, he scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a shorthanded breakaway. Right in, scores! Shoots his block, third hand, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozark wins it! Overtime winners! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. With all college hockey conference tournaments set to go this weekend, we have three great interviews for you today, all college hockey related. We speak with a pair of goaltenders, including Army goalie Trevin Kozlowski, who used to play for the Salmon Arm Silverbacks, and Bemidji State goalie Zach Driscoll, who is a former Penticton V. Sandwiched in between the two goalies is Andre Gontus, who is in his sophomore season at Northern Michigan University. He spent three years in the BCHL, two of which with the Trail Smoke Eaters, and his final season came in Penticton. We'll kick things off with Kozlowski, who is in his senior season at Army. Uh, through 17 games this year, he has an astonishing 12-3-1 record, a goals against average under 2, and a save percentage of 9-1-9. At the time we recorded this interview, Kozlowski and his teammates did not know who their opponents would be in the Atlantic Hockey Tournament, but after gameplay this week, it was confirmed that they would be going up against Sacred Heart University. Kozlowski takes a look back in his one year with the Silverbacks, his college career so far, and what it's like playing at a U.S. military academy. So, Trevin, it's been quite the week for you individually. Uh, You're named Atlantic Hockey Goalie of the Week, Conference Goalie of the Month for February, and then it came out that you were also the Co-Goaltender of the Month for um, nationally from the Hockey Commissioners Association. Um, So how does it feel to be recognized like that for your play? Um, I mean, obviously, it feels pretty good, and um, you know, I, I worked very hard, and I'm really happy to to kind of go out with a with a bang in my uh, final year here at at the academy. And um, you know, I'm happy that I'm just able to contribute to my team's overall success in any way that I can. Um, so yeah, it's nice it's nice to be recognized, but um, it means more to me that our our team's doing well overall as a whole. So um, yeah, it's pretty much. Um, all I really got to say about that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to rolling in the playoffs. So obviously you're having a strong year. Um, just looking at your numbers, your goals against is uh, under two. You have a, a 919 save percentage, a 12-3-1 record. How would you assess your play this year? Um, I think that, that, like you said, it's gone, it's gone very well. I've actually kind of done a lot something different this year of not necessarily looking at numbers and just kind of focusing on myself and, and my day-to-day routine. Um, and obviously like, like you just said, it's kind of speaking, speaking for itself. My play is so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of taking it day by day and game by game and just working on the things that I need to improve on. And, you know, there's definitely some areas that I need to tighten up with. So, um, you know, just kind of taking that day to day approach and and staying sharp mentally and, um, you know, having a short memory and, and not looking to the past about, you know, past accolades that I've gotten or anything like that. Always looking forward. Um, to the next challenge, next game, the next practice, whatever it may be, to try and improve myself in any way that I can. 
Uh, by my count, your team has played 19 games this year, and you played in 16 of them. So that's a pretty big workload. Uh, I know some goalies talk about how they prefer to play as many games as possible. If if it was up to them, they'd play every single night. Uh, do you find that you thrive with that type of workload? Yeah, I do. I'm a I'm a very very competitive um, hockey player. So for me, I, I want to compete and, you know, the games is when you compete most. Sure. You work hard in practice, you compete in practice, but you can compete, compete your hardest in games. So I, I want to play as much as I can. And, um, I want to do everything that I can to, to help my team have success. And I love playing every game. And especially last year with COVID happening and our season getting sh- shut down short. Um, you know, I just don't want to take any, another second even for granted because you just never know with this crazy environment that we're in right now. So, um, you know, coming into my senior year at, at the academy, I just want to play every second that I can to the best of my ability. And, um, you know, I, I want to remember, remember it all. And it, it's starting to hit me now that this is kind of the, the end of my career at, at West Point. So, um, you know, I want to play as much as I can and contribute to my team as much as I can. So that's, that's kind of how I, how I look at it, um, especially this season. Yeah, looking at your, your four years there at West Point, um, you really seem to take a step forward last year in your junior season. Uh, you kind of took over, uh, similar to this year, a really big workload. You played 31 games, had, had good numbers again. Well, what do you think the reason was behind uh, your success and uh, maybe that, that jump in, in the quality of your play from sophomore to junior season? Yeah, I would have to say just feeling a little bit more comfortable. Um, sophomore year, I started off pretty well and then, and then got hurt and had to miss a bunch of games and then tried to come back towards the end of the year and was fighting it a little bit. So it was good getting that experience under my belt. But then, you know, going into my junior year, having that experience um, from my sophomore year and kind of knowing what to expect at the Division One collegiate level, um, I think that that really influenced my play in, a, in an upwards uh, manner. So kind of just getting 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 games under my belt and, and continuously, um, you know, improving and working on things that I need to improve on. And, and I think also having the ability to recognize um, where you're messing up or where, my, where I was messing up personally in certain areas and kind of tighten that ship up a little bit um, and then keep moving forward and try and find the next thing that you can improve upon. So just kind of going through that, that has been my mindset um, since, I've, since I've entered my collegiate career, just trying to get better bit by bit and perform consistently um, and get consistently better every year that I've been here. And you kind of carried that momentum from last year into this season. And we've already talked about the numbers and how good they are in the accolades. But um, do you, in your opinion, like, do you feel you're at the top of your game now in your senior year? I feel like I, I could definitely be better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not satisfied. And there's been a couple goals that have gone in this year where I've looked back and, and I've seen or watched film and I realized that, you know, I want, I might want one or two of those back. Um, so there's always room for improvement. That's just how I look at it. And I think if you want to be successful and, and, you know, help take my team as far as I can, I need to be, I can't be satisfied. So I always kind of have that mentality that I just need to keep moving forward, you know, survive, survive or die, keep moving, keep moving. Um, and that's kind of how I've looked at this season. And like you said, you spoke about, uh, the numbers and the accolades and, and all that business is taking care of itself. Um, but yeah, I just want to keep, keep getting better and, and stay hungry. 
So the team finished uh, in second place in Atlantic Hockey standings. You guys uh, ended up with a six six seven win percentage. Uh, what's your feeling on how the team played during the regular season? The team's been been playing great. It's so tough in this environment with COVID, and there's constant shutdowns. I think we had, we got shut down the day before our uh, season opener, so that was kind of a tough one to swallow. And then we've had to cancel a couple other series um, throughout the regular season, and then make them up. Um, you know, we played I think four games in six days or something like that at one point. Um, so it, it's been a really stressful season, and for the for our guys to handle it as well as we have, uh, I think that that shows a lot about our discipline. Obviously, we got we got plenty of that here at the United States Military Academy. <laughs> but um, I mean, guys are kind of taking care of themselves and and taking care of their bodies, and also not kind of slacking off in, in practice and making sure every practice counts. So when the opportunity does come um, to get in those games, they're so they're so hard to come by this year with COVID. So we just want to make the most of every opportunity. So we've, we've been running and gunning and, you know, wanting to play every game like it's our last, you know, playoff mentality um, probably since, since around January. So we're, uh, we're really thankful for, for the opportunity to even just get, get to play games uh, this year. So that's, I think that's a big reason as to why our team is having so much success and why the guys in front of me are playing as well as they are. Yeah, I wanted to build on um, part of your answer there. Uh, you mentioned um, United States Military Academy, and obviously that's um, your your program, your school is is unique compared to the other Div 1 programs. Would, could you describe maybe some of those differences and some of those things that are just unique to Army uh, compared to other schools? Yeah, um, so, our, so our day-to-day life is, is a bit different. Um, probably an earlier wake-up, a bit more heavier on the academic side of things, and then um, you still have your military duties that you have to perform um, throughout your day as well. So it's definitely not your typical run of the mill college. And, and another thing, big thing that separates us is in, is in the off season, you know, typically in the off season, a lot of, uh, division one hockey players will either go home or stay on campus and will, um, train and skate and work out with their coaches or with their athletic trainers or stuff like that. You know, our summers are, are typically filled with our military obligations where, um, you know, we're training to, to go and be lieutenants in the army and, um, you know, progress throughout our military career. So most of our off season is consisted of, um, you know, running around the woods and, and conducting military operations and, and getting better and honing our honing our skills and crafts in, in that element. So that's just a, one of the ways off the top of my head um, that I can think of of a big difference between standard college and then obviously us being here at at Army. And there's there's a whole bunch of them, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to take in when, when you consider coming here and it's difficult to balance, but it's definitely manageable. Um, that's, that's probably a, the biggest difference too, is, you know, the academics, it's very academically challenging here. And, um, you know, you, you certainly get your, your, uh, workload pretty heavy every semester, <laughs> but, um, it's manageable. So, um, it's good. I, I, I love it and I want to trade a thing, um, my time being here i uh, love every minute of it i know a lot of people that uh decide to go to a school like like army they they sometimes have um some background a military background in their family is that something that you had did you have people in your family that um that were in a, a similar position in the past yeah more or less so so my uh my mother had had she had two grandfathers and both of them were in the were in the service and then uh my father was 
and um, a federal agent as well, so law enforcement, but at, at a bit of a higher level. So just kind of um, seeing the type of men that, that those three individuals were kind of inspired me. Um, you know, maybe this is something that I always want to do. And I always felt a really big sense of, of pride for, for my country and, um, you know, duty. And, and I would do anything I can to, to protect the United States of America. So I figured, you know, hey, what better place to go live out my dreams in every aspect? Go play play hockey at the Division One level, get a good schooling, and also, you know, serve my country. So it's uh, it's kind of a full package for me, and it was, it was a difficult opportunity for me to, to me for me to pass up on. Uh, so I want to ask you about your time in the BCHL. Um, so you played for the Salmon Arm Silver Salmon Arm Silverbacks in 2016-17. Uh, what led to your decision to come play in the BCHL? It actually worked out pretty well. Um, there's two Army players um, that came before me that both of them went through Salmon Arm before coming to Army. So when I committed to Army before my senior year of high school started, I knew that um, the Silverbacks organization and Army's organization had a good relationship with the coaches and the management there. And, um, you know, after speaking with them and, and seeing how well that the other two Army players that played for the Silverbacks, Taylor Maria and Blake Box, um, panned out, then we both felt that it would be a good fit for me to to go there and, um, you know, like you said, go play for Salmon Arm in, in the British Columbia Hockey League. What do you remember about that? I know it was only one season, but what do you remember about your time there? I would have to say, from, from a hockey perspective, I would have to say the speed and the hockey IQ of some of the players in the BCHL. The BCHL, in my opinion, is a very offensive league, very run-and-gun, kind of shotgun-by-fire type style. And there are some very, very good players in the BCHL who have a hockey IQ that, and they go on to go play, you know, be the top guys in division one college hockey. So that definitely prepared me a lot. And that stood out to me a lot was the speed of the game and guys making certain plays that were coming from high school. I was like, Holy cow. I never would have thought anyone would have been able to do that. So (laughs) that's probably what stood out to me from a, from a hockey perspective. And then, just kind of uh, my situation in Salmon Arm, just from a general perspective. Uh, I just remember, you know, my, my billet family was awesome. They, they took really good care of me. Um, you know, their second family to me. I still keep in contact with them to this day. Um, and then also just the community as well. It, it means a lot for uh, 18, 19-year-old kids who, who move away from home to go play in a, in a town they've never been to. And in my case, in a completely different country. Um, to have the support of, of the community of, of, for my case, Salmon Arm, um, you know, it, it, night in and night out, if, even if we had a couple of tough losses or some big wins, the fans were still there the next day um, supporting us. So that meant a lot to me personally, and that's something that stood out to me just in a, in a general perspective. In your opinion, how did uh, that one season there help for your development and specifically help prepare you the, for that next year when you went off to college? I would have to say kind of what I what I discussed earlier, just about the hockey IQ and the speed of the game. Um, I think every level that you progress throughout a hockey career, whether you go juniors to college, college to pros, um, the speed's always going to going to increase, and people are going to get faster. So dealing with that speed, that definitely prepped me a lot um, for Division One. And then, like I said before, the hockey IQ. Um, you know, there's a lot of very, very, very talented players at the division one level that come from the BCHL. So kind of seeing how those go hand in hand with, you know, guys making skilled plays and, and plays that you wouldn't necessarily think, um, would have been possible. That kind of really prepared me 
or my my division one experience just to kind of not give up on a play and you know stay focused the whole time because you never know what what somebody's able gonna be able to do all right just bringing it back to present day here um you guys have a, a buy in the first round of the atlantic hockey tournament um what do you guys plan to do to take advantage of that extra time off um, we're definitely gonna, gonna use this chance to uh, you know let our bodies recover a little bit and um, we don't know who, who we're playing yet, but we'll find out um, after this after this coming weekend. So, um, you know, we're just using this chance to to fine tune our game in certain areas that we need to be a little bit better in. Um, you know, whether it's just four checks or four check or D zone or um, special teams. So we're just gonna fine tune ourselves and make sure that you know we're a fully functioning machine um, when playoffs roll around. So I'm I'm excited for that and. Uh, we know we'll find out this weekend who we got next and you know next week's game week so we're, i'm excited for that i know my teammates are, are excited for that as well yeah is it, is it safe to say you'll be watching closely and doing a bit of scouting on your own this weekend yeah i'll, de- I'll definitely pay attention and um you know i think there's a couple different scenarios that can play out for who we're going to be seeing in in our next round of playoffs here but um you know, I'm just going to worry about, about my game and myself and, um, you know, the rest will take care of itself. We'll watch film as a team and we know who we're going to play just to do do our little pre-scout and whatnot. Um, but, you know, like I said before, I kind of just like to keep to myself and, um, you know, control what I can control. And, and that's what's been working for me this year. And, you know, it doesn't make any sense to change it up now. <laughs> uh, last question for you. Um, we've talked about how this is uh, your, your final season of college eligibility. So uh, what would be the perfect way for you to cap off that college career? Um, I think by doing something that army hockey has never done before. And I think that would make it to the NCAA top 16 tournament. Um, that's something that we, that we, our program has never accomplished. And uh, we certainly have, we felt we got, may have gotten a little bit snubbed last year with COVID going out early. So you know, with this being my last year, I want to go out with a bang and go out on my own terms. And I know the rest of my classmates want to do the same. Um, so we're definitely going to take a run at this thing and just do what we can and, you know, have a kind of that survival mindset that, you know, it, it, this is it, do or die for us especially. So, um, you know, I'm excited and, and feeling pretty good about, about uh, the upcoming week. All right, Trevin. Well, I really appreciate the time and uh, good luck in the playoffs and going forward this season. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much to Trevin Kozlowski for joining us. Moving on, our next interview is with Northern Michigan University forward and both the former Penticton V and Trail Smoke Heater, Andre Gontus. Gontus is enjoying a solid second campaign in college hockey. He's surpassed his point totals from last year and is now over a point per game with 23 in 20 contests. He was also a point producer in the BCHL, where he had 44 points in each of his first two seasons in trail and another 29 in his final year in Penticton. Gontus last week was named WCHA Forward of the Month for the month of February. And in between us recording the interview and now, he was also named to the WCHA Conference third team. He was nice enough to join us after practice last week, so let's hear what he had to say. First things first, Andre, you were recently named WCHA Forward of the Month for February. Uh, What does it mean to you to get that kind of recognition? Uh, It's a pretty special honor. You know, I've 
uh, obviously just trying to take, you know, game by game and just trying to uh, put my best out there, you know, shift after shift and just trying to give ourselves uh, a chance to win and it kind of turned out to be uh, a pretty good month for me and it's just a pretty special honor. Yeah, looking at your numbers, you're second in team scoring this year, 23 points in 20 games. Uh, what do you think has been working so well for you this year? Um, I would say just, you know, experience from last year. You know, it's obviously a different game than uh, uh, playing in juniors. You know, obviously faster, you know, bigger guys. You know, we got, you know, men over here. And uh, just kind of, you know, taking that experience from, from last year and just kind of, you know, knowing a, a lot more of how the game works and just being a lot more confident in myself. You know, worked hard this off season and just, uh, you know, taking all those those skills that I've worked on, just being, you know, confident in, in how my game is, and just you know, go out there, have fun, and just you know, do my thing. I'm curious to know who are you who are you playing with this year? Who are your line mates, and who have you been able to build some chemistry with? Uh, for the most part, I've been playing uh, with uh, Joseph Nardi and Griffin uh, Logren, and our chemistry has just been amazing. I mean, we all you know read the game very well and very similarly. So we know where, you know, each other are, uh, you know, all the time on the rink. And then Nard, uh, you know, works uh, extremely hard, always you know, a big high-energy player and, you know, leads our team uh, very well. And it's just so easy playing with those two that, you know, it's easy to make plays with them and, and get a lot of goals. Looking back to last year, your your freshman season, you were able to come in and be productive right away. Um, that's not always the case for college players. Sometimes that, that first season is a bit of a struggle and maybe they find their feet the, the season after. So um, how, how did you find the transition from junior to college? Um, obviously, you know, it's as I said, you know, it's a lot faster, you know, uh, execution is key, you know, uh, and everything. But just from the moment I got here, you know, everyone treated each other as equals and made the transition going from juniors and going into college very easy. And, uh, you know, got the opportunity to play and kind of just took advantage of that with, you know, such a good group of guys that made it, you know, easy and comfortable to come in and just, you know, do my thing. Looking at the roster, um, by my count, there's 11 former BCHL players on the team, which is pretty high number. That's uh, yeah. probably one of the highest that we have in the NCAA. Uh, obviously, you're you're one of those players. So, what's it like playing with so many guys that you're already pretty familiar with? Uh, it's fun. Uh, actually, uh, funny is um, I actually room uh, with uh, Mike Fenner, and he used to play in Merritt, who obviously when I was in, in Trump and Pickton used to play against a lot since we're in the same division and I just remember when I played against him I would always you know go to toe, toe to toe with him and, and hate playing against him and uh you know now we're over here and, and roommates and it's just funny you know going from that situation of playing against all these guys and then you know hating them when you're playing opposite from them but then once you're here on the same team you realize like how such uh, good guys are and you know it's just a fun time seven of those players are freshmen and obviously you came in as a freshman last year and, and had a few guys you were familiar with from playing against, but, um, for, for those new guys, um, do you think it makes it easier for them coming in for their first year, having at least some familiarity with some of the guys, even if you don't know them well? Yeah, no, I think so. Especially, yeah. Like uh, when I came in and, you know, with see like crackhead and stuff, you know, all these guys that, used to play in the BCHL and, you know, see that they're doing well, you know, it, it just makes it so much easier knowing that, you know, the game obviously transitions well from, uh, you know, the BCHL, which is a really good league coming into NCAA. So this is the last weekend to play for your conference, but your team, Northern Michigan has the weekend off. Um, 
So what, what do you guys have your eye on when it comes to how things will affect your team heading into the postseason? What are you guys watching here um, in the last season or sorry, the last weekend of regular season play? Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, focus on our, ourselves right now. Keep, uh, you know, getting better every day in practice and, and keep working hard and, uh, you know, just trying to focus on ourselves. And obviously it's a, a tight race and the standings right now. So we're not sure, sure who we're going to play, but we're just uh, trying to take it day by day and focus on ourselves and, uh, we'll start pre-scouting and stuff next week once it starts getting closer, but we just got to keep, you know, continuing to focus on ourselves. Uh, you guys lost in the first round of the, the WCHA tournament last season. Um, how much are you looking forward to getting another chance this year, no matter who, no matter who you're playing against? Super excited. That was obviously devastating to lose in, in triple overtime last year to have our, our season end like that, especially against uh, our rivals in tech, but, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to, this year as you know anything can happen and you see in, in hockey and sports all the time that doesn't matter what seed you are playoffs are a, a different story so you just gotta bring it every game every player needs to bring it and uh hopefully you know going a long run here so going back to even before your days in the bchl you're from glendale california uh grew, yeah. grew up playing youth hockey in the area um i, I know that hockey scene uh, is kind of developed quite a bit um over the last however many years but uh when you were there uh, in your opinion what uh, what's the hockey scene like there now oh it's it's amazing how much it's grown since uh since you know i played youth hockey there you know when i was growing up there was about maybe four triple a teams so you know we're traveling back east traveling up to canada you know every couple of weeks to to keep playing a uh, good competition, but now you got maybe 25 high schools playing uh, in Anaheim Ducks High School Hockey League, which um, is really good. And there's so many um, more youth teams now than, than there were back when I was. And you just see so many more uh, kids committing out of uh, California from, uh, you know, Bantams and, and Midgets now uh, coming out of California, which is awesome to see just how much uh, it's grown since I've in there yeah after your time there uh, you wrapped up playing your youth hockey you ended up joining the trail smoke eaters in 2016 uh, what made you want to come to the bchl um my coach uh one of my coaches at the junior ducks back in california just uh actually play in, in the bchl and, and kind of knew uh, the coach there in trail a little bit so i uh had gone to uh trails camp uh, in idaho and that's uh, where they kind of saw me and me there and that's kind of how i got into the bchl and when you got there what was it like those those two years for you amazing i mean i i loved every moment of it i was lucky enough uh every year to be with an awesome bill family that made uh you know my first couple years away from home you know really easy transition made me feel so comfortable and i'm you know in contact with them still all the time and uh you know just met such so many good guys that you know i still follow or keep in contact with and and it was just you know such a fun fast offensive league that i just had a lot of fun with yeah similar to to when you joined northern michigan uh when you joined trail and, and made the jump to the bchl you were able to be productive right away uh and were very productive those two seasons so um i know you mentioned why why you thought things worked out that way in college but i'm just wondering is was it a similar situation in trail like why were you able to come in and put points up your first season. Yeah. I mean, I always 
I didn't really, you know, put any pressure on me or I play because I love the game and I just, you know, skate every day 24-7 if I could. And I kind of just went in there with an open mind and I just played hockey pretty much, you know, didn't think about, oh, it's juniors, you know, what's the next level or, you know, trying to get to college from there. I kind of just, you know, stayed in the moment and kind of just played, you know, what I've known since, you know, I was two years old skating kind of just enjoyed it and kind of got lucky to get an opportunity to play in the lineup from the second I got there and kind of just took advantage from there. And then for your last year, uh, after your two years in trail, you ended up being acquired by Penticton ahead of 2018-19 season. Uh, your last season in the BCHL, what was that experience like playing for that team? Good. You know, obviously with, with their legacy and how big of a name that Penticton bees are, you know, it was pretty special to be able to, to play for them and, and be under Fred and, you know, be with the, you know, so many skilled, you know, good group of guys that are, you know, have gone on to, you know, so many different good colleges and stuff. It was, it was a fun year. Yeah. Looking back on those three years and, and how they worked out and how things have worked out so far um, at Northern Michigan, how do you think your time in the league prepared you for the college hockey experience? Oh, I think it prepared me a lot. Just, uh, you know, from, uh, the speed and skill of the BCHL is, you know, very similar to, to NCAA. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, too big of a jump going from, from there to college. So it definitely prepared me well. Last question for you and bring it back to, to present day and, and your time in college. You guys are obviously, you've already wrapped up the regular season and heading into the, the postseason now. So um, when you think about it and you have a look at it, what are your team goals uh, for the rest of the season? What do you hope to accomplish this year? Uh, win the win the WCHA and then make it to the tournament and you know see from there you know anything anything is possible. But definitely you know want to win the WCHA championship while I'm here. And, you know now's a you know good a time as any to do that. And you just got the the first round where the best of three and then from there it goes to top four teams uh, from there make it and it's a single elimination so anything can happen and just in our sights uh, one goal one game at a time and go from there. All right, Andre. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today and uh, best of luck in the playoffs. Yeah, thank you very much. I had a a blast. Thanks again to Andre Gontus for the time. And we still have one more interview for you as we catch up with Bemidji State goalie and Penticton V's alum, Zach Driscoll. Driscoll has been on quite the journey since the 2015-16 season when he led the BCHL in both goals against and save percentage. The following year, he played his freshman season at St. Cloud State University. And at the conclusion of that year, him and the team decided it would be best for him to move on to another program. So the following year, he played one season in the USHL before joining Bemidji State for his sophomore year in 2018-19. Since making the change, Driscoll has been one of the best goalies in college hockey especially over the last two seasons. This year alone, he's won countless WCHA Goalie of the Week and Goalie of the Month awards. And this week, it was announced that he was a third-team conference all-star. Bemidji State is set to play Michigan Tech this weekend in the first round of the conference tournament. And we were able to catch up with Driscoll this week to get his thoughts on that, his time in the BCHL, and his outlook going forward beyond this year, which is his senior season in the NCAA. 
All right, Zach, you've uh, been recently named the, the WCHA Goalie of the Week. Um, I've honestly lost count of many, how many times you've gotten that award this year. Uh, you were also uh, recently named to the, the third uh, all-WCHA team. Uh, in, in your own words, how would you assess your play this year? Yeah, obviously those uh, accolades are an individual honor, but it comes from team success. So, um, you know, myself, we've had kind of an up and down year with, with COVID and battling everything that's come along with that with game cancellations. It's just, um, taking it one, one game at a time and, um, trying to play your best performance on the ice when you are able to play. So, um, the, you know, for me, those, those individual, you know, uh, awards are kind of cool, but it, it does reflect, you know, the bigger picture of the team there for sure. Some goaltenders, uh, they, they talk about being in the zone when, they, when they're having a season or a stretch like this and their confidence gets to a level where they, they just think they can stop everything. Do you, do you feel like you're kind of in a zone right now when it comes to, to stopping pucks? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good place to be for sure when you're a goalie and you think um, you know, that every puck is just kind of hitting you for sure. Um, I think going into playoffs, that's a really, really good spot to be and. Um, you know, it, it all comes down to your, your confidence and your, your demeanor in the net, playing with a little bit of swag. So um, I think that that's a good way to describe it as being in the zone. And, uh, you know, luckily we found it at the right time here. I want to go through your journey here and I'll, I'll just jump around a little bit. Um, I want to talk about the, you started your college career at St. Cloud and then transferred to Bemidji. But um, that, that one year at St. Cloud, uh, what was that year like for you and what it, what went into the decision to move on uh, to uh, another program? Yeah, obviously first year of college, you know, there was ups and downs and um, kind of started the season off splitting and then took over the net and then lost the net. It's just kind of, um, what happens, you know, we, we picked a position or I picked a position, I guess, in, in goaltending that there's only, you know, there's only one net, there's only one guy can play. So, um, it was a great experience for me for sure. Kind of realizing the level that I needed to be at in order to play college hockey. So, um, and having a talk with, with, uh, Bob Osco, the head coach of St. Cloud at the time, um, you know, we both decided it was best for me to, to go back to juniors for another year. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be young enough to be able to go back um, and kind of develop and mature and, and be the guy, um, you know, at the junior level. So that was a decision that, you know, uh, at the time wasn't the easiest decision, but, um, you know, looking back on it now, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. That one year uh, where you did head back, you played one year in the USHL uh, for your transfer year. Uh, was there anything in particular that you wanted to work on and focus on during that period before uh, coming back to college the next year? Uh, I think there, there's just a multitude of like small little goalie details that I you know you want to work on. But for me, just the biggest thing was getting my confidence back. Um, I hadn't started a game since before Christmas, uh, my freshman year in St. Cloud. So um, kind of getting confidence back, being the guy. Um, learning how to handle myself, growing and maturing up, um, kind of learning the day-to-day -day, on and off the ice with face to be successful. I think those are more of the things that I was focusing on um, going back to the juniors. Yeah, and then you got to, Bemid to Bemidji State where you are now, and it seems like you, you kind of figured out the college game at that point uh, right from your, your first year there. Um, so w when you came in there, what was it like starting fresh uh, with a new team but having that little bit of experience under your belt already? Yeah, it, it was for sure a little bit of confidence booster knowing that I had played at that level before and then had a good season in juniors to kind of back it up. And then 
Um, I actually split time uh, pretty much the full, whole first half of my sophomore year would be at Bemidji State before kind of taking over. And um, I think just knowing that, you know, I, I am fully capable of being a Division One college goalie and just kind of playing with that confidence. Um, and then kind of once the coaches back you, um, you know, that just gives you more confidence. So um, just kind of believing in yourself for me, my sophomore year was kind of key. And um, being able to have, you know, kind of an okay season sophomore year before really really stepping in my shoes uh, junior and senior year. Yeah, your your first year there, you were really good, and you mentioned kind of stepping into those shoes. But the the last two years, you've been one of the best goalies in college hockey. Was there anything significant that you can remember in between that sophomore year and that junior year that led to the to that success, or do you think it was just a matter of getting that experience and that confidence under your belt? I don't think it's just any one thing. Like you said, I think um, kind of being around the game long enough, um, you kind of see things and. Um, the ability to read a play and kind of know what's going to happen before it happens and uh, adjusting to the, the pace of play, the shots, um, things like that. And you know, it helps to have a good team around you too. So the last two years at BSU, we've had, you know, top five penalty kills in the country and um, just a really solid defensive team. So that always helps. But um, I don't think there's anything that you know, I've necessarily really focused on just besides I'm going out every day in practice, being the best boy I can be and, and watch me translate the games. I want to go even farther back to your one season in the BCHL. You pay, played with Penticton in 2015-16. Um, I, I know it was only one season, but what do you remember about your time there? I had an absolute blast in Penticton, and honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get back there one day for sure and um, enjoy the city a little bit more. I, uh, we had such a good team. I think we had, we had two first-round draft picks, um, a bunch of college commits, a few, a handful of you know major junior guys, but um, I had I have nothing but good things to say about Penticton. Coach Harvinson was uh, very welcoming to me to get me there, and um, just the, the whole organization is, is just run like a professional organization. It was um, a great experience for me. My you know because I got moved there kind of from Omaha to the BCHL. I didn't even really know what the BCHL or Penticton was. Um, until I kind of got to the rink there and uh, the SOEC was an unbelievable experience and um, I'm really, really glad I ended up there for a year. Yeah, and in that one year, you led the league uh, in goals against and save percentage. Um, and I'm not sure if you know, but those are both top 10 marks all time uh, in the BCHL. Um, looking at, at that year and, and your year before in the USHL, uh, it seems like you kind of flourished when you got to Penticton. Why do you think you were able to, to step your game up so much uh, once you got there? Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of a tough question, but I think again, kind of the something to prove aspect is, um, cause I was in Omaha the year before I was kind of told I was going to be there again. And then, um, you know, the, the year starts and I ended up getting moved. So, um, ended up in a new spot with, you know, unfamiliar territory and kind of wanted to prove myself that, you know, I was a good goalie. And, um, like, again, it helps when you're on an absolute powerhouse of team and you got good guys around you, but, you know, that just makes yourself better. I think, um, anytime you're on that expression with, Dante Fabro and Tyson Jost and guys like Scott Conway who probably have point records at some point in the BCHL, I'm sure. Um, you know, that makes yourself better in practice and then um, go into games and you see that success. So um, I think those are all reasons that I, I really enjoy Tim Dickton. 
throughout this year for for our podcast we've been talking to a lot of college guys especially since the the league's been shut down since november we've really been focusing on our alumni and uh, a couple of the guys who we've talked to already are adam shiel and jack lafontaine who both goalies both came after you in penticton uh but the three of you um are are this year especially having a ton of success um at the at the, that next level what is, what is it about the program um in your opinion that produces and develops those top college goaltenders again i'll go back to you know the, the competition that you face every single day in practice it i'm taking the, the players that go there are you know top end guys all around so um just kind of seeing those and that pays to play um again I'll, I'll just really really emphasize here how well the organization is ran and and coach harvinson is such a great coach and um, I think that every resource that you need to be successful as a goalie um, is available in Penticton, and I think that just goes to show with the track record they have. I, I don't. I'm sure you might be able to find it, but the, the stats of how many ECHL goals of the year or ECHL tandem goals of the year come out of Penticton, it's it's truly incredible. I want to ask you about uh, one of your teammates from your time at your, your year in Penticton, and now he's your teammate at Bemidji, uh, Owen Sillinger. Uh, you've played alongside him for several years now. Uh, what's that relationship like between the two of you? Yeah, Silly, he's an, he's an absolute stud. Um, <laughs> kind of, you know, when I got to Penticton, he was, uh, he was a guy that was my age, um, super nice to me right off the bat, and, uh, you know, he was, he was actually headed somewhere else, I think, um, I think he was committed to ASU, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. We went our separate ways there when I left Penticton that year, and, and he ended up going back and decommitted from ASU and ended up at Bemidji State. And right when I saw that, I, I sent him a note, texted him, and I was excited to be joining up with him. And um, having him on our team at BSU is just another, you know, a very, very clear um, example of the kind of players that come out of Penticton. He's a stud offensively, defensively power play guy, face-off guy, um, just a really, really well-rounded hockey player. And um, I just think that, that, you know, he's a really, really good get for the Major State Company. Bring it back to present day here to, to finish off. So uh, you guys uh, have a big series coming up this weekend, the first weekend of the conference tournament. You're playing Michigan Tech. Uh, you've had some success against them this year. I believe you have a 3-1 and one record against them. What are you expecting from that matchup? Yeah, you know, three and one record, but anytime you get a four and five uh, seeding matchup, you know you're going to have you know kind of a dog fight on your hands. Um, we we think the Michigan Tech's a top team in our conference, and their, their record doesn't necessarily reflect that. So um, they got a lot of speed, a lot of skill, um, great goaltending this year. So it's it's going to be a really tough matchup for us, but um, we know that if we go out there and play the way that we need to play, um, you know, we're pretty, pretty confident that we can get things done. And this is this is your senior season. I know this might be tough timing to ask this question because you're so focused on uh, the tournament and the matchup. But obviously, it's your last year of college eligibility. Uh, do you have any goals for yourself individually going forward after the season ends? <laughs> I uh, I want to keep playing hockey as long as my my body allows me. I think that's you know I've kind of put myself in position and created a resume um, in college hockey where I think that I have hopefully been able to do that and. Um, if not, I, if I got out of Bemidji State with my degree in accounting, I'll have one class left in my master's degree, and I actually have a job accepted 
um, in August at a tax firm in Minneapolis, but they're, they're a great firm. It's kind of communicated and I can defer that offer and pursue hockey. So, uh, that's, that's plan A and, um, hopefully we can make a little run here. I'm not quite ready to be done with my college career. Uh, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish there. Uh, I think I know the answer to it, but I just want to ask, um, as you, as you wrap up here and head into the, the playoffs and the, the, the first round of the tournament, what do you hope to accomplish as a team here in your, your final go at, in college hockey? I think going into this year for me and our team, especially with what, what happened to us last year and we had a position to make it the national tournament and um, kind of having that taken from us and kind of being in similar position this year, I'd be lying to you if you know, winning a national championship wasn't on our mind, but it's just one one day, one game at a time. So for us, all that matters is, is Friday at Tech and, and you know, getting through the first round um, and, and going from there. All right, Zach. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and best of luck uh, in the tournament and going forward. Yeah, awesome. I really appreciate it. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the BCHL podcast. Thank you very much to my guests, Trevin Kozlowski, Andre Gontus, and Zach Driscoll. Another thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this together. I know he had to work extra hard on some uh, audio issues this week for us, so we appreciate that. And apologies to anyone if the audio quality suffered this week. We've solved the issue and should be good to go going forward. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week.